What do we do when we find ourselves up against the many leadership challenges that exist within our chosen careers? We all have goals and achievements that we would like to accomplish. Unfortunately, these desires don't come equipped with insight or awareness on how to bring these accomplishments to light. In essence, this is why the Dream Octane Niche Finder Framework was formed. Our founder, Clifton C. Manning, spent the first 17 of his 20-year career in healthcare working with physicians and healthcare leaders to achieve patient-centric goals while possessing only an associate's degree in applied science. At times, these challenges were daunting, and he felt unqualified to achieve the success he wanted. However, he focused on becoming intentional in reading every leadership book that he could find, as well as attending frequent seminars in areas where he saw opportunities to improve. Over time, as he applied insights gained from these various sources, he was able to successfully and efficiently cross the hurdles he found himself up against. Eventually, varying degrees of success within his sphere of leadership influence became more evident. The Niche Finder podcast is intended to bring similar insight to you, the listener, from those who have achieved some level of noteworthy success in their chosen career. Our hope is that the challenges they have overcome in the past will provide insight for your current leadership struggles and unlock the dream of achieving success in your own career. We believe that if innovative change is an engine, your unique dreams and abilities could be its fuel. And now I present to you the host of the Niche Finder podcast, Clifton C. Manning. Welcome you to this version of the Niche Finder podcast. Today we have calling all the way from Bulgaria, Irina Padunaya. Is that correct? Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I want to make sure. I want to make sure I'm pronouncing properly. Well, Irina's niche pretty much is she's part of that post-purchasing experience online. All right. For her clients, she has a company called TrackMage.com. Uh, if you want to uh, hear a little bit more about it, but before you go out and do your own research, why don't you speak to the person who founded the company themselves? Let's uh, hear directly as we make her feel welcome, Miss Irina, for being part of this program. Again, calling in from Bulgaria. Thank you for joining our program today. Well, I'm utterly thrilled to join because <laughs> it's very late in my day, but uh, I still wanted to make it here. So TrackMage is a company that uh, helps e-commerce sellers with uh, the post-purchase experience. Uh, and what that means is uh, everything that happens after the buy button is pressed. So uh, every, like remember how on Amazon, when you order a product, uh, you get those uh, pages with uh, the product whereabouts, uh, when, is it, when is it going to get to, the how, to your house, and then uh, you get notifications about uh, like when it was delivered, asking you for a review uh, for that. So we uh, take that uh, fancy functionality uh, and we make it available for everyone who is selling not on Amazon. So outside of Amazon, uh, like on mm-hmm. Shopify or WooCommerce or ClickFunnels. Uh, and that's exactly what the post-purchase experience stands for. Mm. Very good. So tell me about, at the start of your journey, what internal struggles did you find yourself up against? Well, uh, my journey started as uh, like any typical office worker who got really, uh, really tired uh, from taking orders from the bosses. Uh, and I wanted to change something in my life. Uh, I remember I literally was frustratingly just going about uh, and like round and about uh, and uh, thinking about starting my own business. Um, then 
at some point uh, I did start my own business, but it was after I got married and we uh, went to China with my husband uh, without actually speaking Chinese. And we started the business there. Mm. So it was a very, I would say, silly thing of me to do, uh, because at that point I didn't really understand what it means to run a business or even have uh, any sustainable sales or anything. Uh, it was a very much uh, like an adventurous leap uh, of faith uh, that, that we took. Uh, but later we figured it out. But we figured it out in like two and a half years, like we've been running the fulfillment center, we were shipping the goods out like abroad uh, to all over, to retailers all over the world. And that was it. <laughs> that was what we were doing. And that's where we realized uh, that actually uh, providing the shipping updates uh, was very crucial part of that business. Uh, because when the customers didn't get those shipping updates, they were even issuing refunds or chargebacks uh, and we had to deal with all that uh, and even have had some problems with merchant accounts just because of that. So we decided to develop uh, some kind of proactive updates system uh, that later uh, when we actually left China and uh, the business was uh, no longer there because we were not, not there physically. Uh, we decided to, that this system was very robust uh, and it was really helpful for our business. Why uh, can't we make it available for our e-commerce sellers? And that's what we did. <laughs> mm, wow. So what external, what external struggles did you run into at, at the start of this journey of yours? So the external struggles, like everything was a struggle. Uh, when you cannot speak uh, the language uh, in an environment that actually is like is all in Chinese, uh, it was very much challenging. Uh, but the other struggle was uh, that we didn't realize that uh, suppliers in the business, they are not the main thing. Uh, the main thing uh, are the customers. And at that point, we didn't have enough customers. We didn't understand what marketing was and how challenging that is uh, to sell online. Uh, and we were selling, like, we didn't have any marketing focus. Uh, we were just selling everything that was available in China. So as an intermediary service uh, where you could buy literally everything. And yeah, well, it was sustainable. We were able to operate, but it wasn't uh, something that we actually dreamed about. So I didn't wake up uh, at some point in my life in the morning and uh, dreamed about, oh, how much I love packaging, how much I love boxes, and how much I love shipping. Like, never in my life I dreamt about it. I dreamed about uh, just, I don't know, creating some kind of uh, business that is going to be, like, big, really big, like, in millions of dollars. But... Yeah, that never happened. I mean, like in that business, that never happened. Hmm. What roadblocks did you run up against? Well, yeah, uh, it was challenging to to get sales uh, at first uh, because people didn't trust us and they didn't they didn't know us, uh, and uh, that reputational risk uh, was always there. Uh, and uh, when we first started. It was literally just uh, us uh, and some uh, friends and family and uh, just like uh, word of mouth recommendations. Then we tried the paid ads uh, and it worked. Uh, 
uh, to a certain extent. But then again, uh, every customer was very cautious. Uh, they asked me like 100 questions about uh, the ver- like the warehouse, uh, us, uh, the company, and everything. Like it was almost like security screening uh, every time I had a new customer. But like I, I can understand these people because they are just sending money some, to some person they don't know, and uh, yeah, they, they just expect uh, everything to go smoothly. But uh, at that point, we understood that to be trustworthy. We need to be reliable, and we were the only reliable person in China that you could you could work with. Because again, uh, the suppliers they like they sometimes let us down. The cargo companies they did uh, sometimes the goods themselves were not the highest quality. But we always resolved all the problems. The customers didn't even know what problems we had to resolve, but we did. Mm. It it was a feat, uh, like uh, I don't know, but it wasn't really something that I wanted to do with my life uh, going forward, because at at the point when we stopped doing what we were doing in China, I felt relieved, like to be totally honest, <laughs> because it was mm. a very taxing business. Mm. Well, Victor Hugo said in his book.、Um, Uh, Victor Hugo actually said,、uh, "There is one thing stronger than all the armies in the world, and that's an idea whose time has come." When you were going through these struggles, did you have any mentors that helped to take your idea from where it was to where it is today? Absolutely not, and that was the biggest mistake of that of the time, I think. So、mm. we were just listening to some. Videos and some webinars where people were talking about marketing and how to implement it properly in your business, but at that point we couldn't even relate、uh, because they were ma- mainly talking about digital products and、uh, making it big、uh, in the digital products or courses space, which was was literally not applicable to us. And we didn't have any external funding. We literally survived based on sales. So if we didn't get enough sales, we probably would have ran out of money, and we couldn't afford the rent or the warehouse or was, or something else.、Mm. So it was a very challenging、uh, situation, and we had no、uh, we had no real authority or some kind of、uh, big following to monetize. Uh, at that point, we just literally we went to China. We started a business.、Uh, we got customers, and we were surviving based on the customers that we got online, which we have never talked to before, and they actually worked with us. <laughs> that was that was the situation. Rather、wow. extreme, I would say. Right now, I I understand how extreme that was, <laughs> but at、mm. that point, it was normal. So when you and I appreciate you sharing sharing that while you were in the in the middle of this transition, like so you you find yourself in China, you left the job, you got married,、uh, you're now in China. Was there any point in time where you felt either regret or did those moments in time where you would have regretted turned into resolve? Well, actually, the turning point was when、uh, I was crying because I couldn't afford.、Uh, a- Really, just to go to Starbucks and just buy a cup of coffee with、uh, some kind of、uh, treat. So it literally was unfathomable,、uh, even for me, from from the previous time、uh, when I was just、uh, a, like a regular office worker. I always could afford that. 
I could go to Starbucks and I could afford the cup of coffee. But when uh, I was running the business, I just say like, okay, something ain't right. Something ain't right because right, right, <laughs> that right. shouldn't be that way. And at that point, uh, we were definitely just rearranging like everything in the business, and uh, we finally figured out how to get customers sustainably and uh, like the paid ads they were helping really. Uh, but then, in the beginning, it was just literally an Excel spreadsheet, me on social media, uh, and just reaching out to people, and uh, they were ordering from the Excel spreadsheet. So you don't have to have a fancy setup to get started in business. You can just do it with an Excel spreadsheet and uh, social media. I like I'm a living proof of that. At least you can wow. survive on that. Wow! Wow! That's awesome. So I call that your journey. And now what I want to get from you is what I like to call your niche. And so your niche are made up of, of five different elements. I see the first one is being passions. Second is purposeful. Third is patterns the fourth is proficiencies which you've learned to do well over time and problem solving which is also inclusive of problem finding so when it go back going right back up to the top if we were, learn, were to look at your passions what did you have strong interest in and and what did you do that made you feel like you were ignited well that changes over time. So right now I'm ignited uh, by this uh, thought of speaking publicly or doing improv comedy or even, I don't know, singing. Uh, so everything that is related to voice or action. So that's uh, what I'm passionate about now. But previously uh, it was all about making money. Uh, so like I wanted to make money, I wanted to just literally grind and uh, it didn't matter was it a weekday or a weekend, uh, night or day, it was my uh, solo, like solo focus at, at that point. Mm. Mm. So like I guess uh, my passion uh, at that point was uh, just, uh, I don't know, um, like literally running a business. But again, uh, taking into account that was a survival mode. I think <laughs> that was understandable. So we were yeah. very much yeah. pressed uh, to make uh, the ends meet. So, yeah. And over time, uh, I just realized that uh, the most important part would be the customers. So, like, who are your customers and whom you're serving? Uh, so this is the most important part. Mm, wow. Purposeful. What did you do at the start that when you did it, you felt like you were made for that moment? Oh, yeah. Well, when it comes to uh, the things that I actually did and uh, I was really proud of and I was made for it, uh, so it was definitely not uh, during the China fulfillment days. Uh, it was much later uh, when I was uh, like I was leading the teams and uh, I was uh, doing the consulting work uh, online. Uh, and uh, that's exactly where I realized, like, okay, I'm alone, uh, like, I'm making more money than this whole thing was making before, and I'm uh, a real asset, and I'm really helping the teams, and I'm helping the leadership, and that's where I stood, like, I stood apart uh, from just, like, uh, some kind of business, uh, and I felt that I alone, I can... Mm, I can make it big, like I don't even need the business. But that was uh, just that uh, wow. 
that interesting uh, turning point where I literally realized that it's it's not about just the tools. It's not about the location. It's about me as a person who has the skills uh, that can be useful and uh, can create some good results for the companies that I work with. So it wasn't about the specifics of the business. It was about me. So that's when I felt that it, like some something's there, something's good. Hmm. I love that. So let's talk about patterns. What do you do naturally well? Well, uh, I'm a master delegator. So this is one thing that comes to me without any struggle uh, because uh, I get bored easily. Uh, and whenever I get bored, I stop doing uh, some of the stuff that is necessary for the business to continue. But then I hire a person uh, whom I train, uh, which is much easier for me to train a person and then they do it all the time. And I just sometimes uh, check check in with them and ask, like, how is it going? Do I need any help? Uh, and uh, with that said, uh, I know that a lot of people actually struggle with delegation uh, because of uh, whatever reasons. Uh, some people struggle with delegation to a point that they are solopreneur for life. They just, like, they're the only person working in their business. So I don't have a problem. Uh, I would say I have other problem, uh, like I'm very lazy, I guess. But when I get lazy, I hire a person, and then it's getting done. <laughs> so that's how it gets done. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Proficiencies. What if so? Where patterns are what you do naturally well. The other side of the coin is proficiencies. What if you learn to do well over time? Well, actually, working with people. I guess uh, with uh, proficiencies. Uh, it was really genuinely hard for me to start talking with people and to get to the point. Uh, so I even went through coaching training and uh, I really had to learn to listen. Not to just uh, like on the surface level uh, so that I can answer, but on the deep level to understand like what, why the person is acting the way they are and how do I turn this situation around and how do I help them uh, to be the best version of themselves, essentially, uh, because I work a lot uh, with uh, CEOs or other people of high standing, and I cannot uh, really tell them what to do. Uh, even if I do, they will not listen. So how, how do I influence them or how do I help them figure it out? So that's where the uh, coaching stands and just literally becoming the servant leader uh, was very helpful. Because when you're in the servant leadership position, it's not about you anymore. It's about the other person and how we can get uh, the result that they want. And that also helps with employees uh, because whenever the person is not knowing how to solve certain situation or solve certain problem, uh, like coaching always helps. Because in the end, uh, they always figure it out. And that helps with delegation as well, because uh, if you always uh, give a person the answers to all their questions, they never learn. But when you are coaching them and asking them questions and uh, helping them figure this uh, problem out, they definitely they improve and they definitely progress. And the, the entire setup, the entire team is benefiting from them. Uh, because if I uh, solved every problem for every person, why do I need to those other people? <laughs> mm. 
Right, so right. That, that's the idea. Excellent. What problems uh, do you solve or what problems do you find that people come to you to solve in a unique way? So currently, uh, since uh, we're running the software as a service uh, business, so we are helping e-commerce businesses solve all those post-purchase nightmares uh, that uh, happen in businesses that were not ready to even but <laughs> we're not ready for that many orders. Uh, one of the interesting case studies I can tell you about is uh, when we started working with this uh, YouTube influencer, uh, they are creating an animated series, uh, so it's a cartoon, basically, uh, for adults. Uh, it's called Metal Family. Uh, so when uh, they were growing, uh, they were looking for ways to monetize their following. Uh, and they decided that they're going to issue a comic book uh, that's going to have uh, some subplots uh, of the series. So they issued the, issued the comic book, uh, but what they were not anticipating is the uh, sheer amount of uh, orders that they're going to get. So they were thinking that uh, the batch of uh, comic books that they, uh, they printed will be sold in two months. It was sold in less than a week. Then they had to process those like 400 orders per day, overloading their post office uh, nearby and uh, just like uh, being crazy with all those packages and uh, shipment tracking updates. Uh, and the worst part was that uh, their audience, since it's a cartoon, uh, the audience wasn't very mature uh, and they made a lot of typos in their shipping addresses, in their emails, in all, the, all kinds of information that is necessary uh, for the package to get to the destination. Mm. So what uh, we had to do uh, when we came to this project, uh, so when we installed TrackMage, uh, first we uh, introduced this validation stage. So on the card, uh, when the person is entering their email address, we literally validate if that email address exists. And if we made a typo, something like gmape, not gmail, uh, we are uh, just giving them this uh, error uh, that uh, please check your spelling, maybe there is something wrong. <laughs> Does this email mm. exist? So after the order gets placed uh, and it gets shipped, uh, they need to receive any, the information about uh, where the package is. Uh, and previously it was a challenge because every third email was incorrect and people were overla overloading the like their customer support with messages like one customer can send like up to five messages for different channels like on whatsapp on uh, email uh, facebook etc so they were literally just dealing with this enormous amount of uh, inquiries like where is my comic book where is my comic book where is my comic book so uh, that was almost eliminated after TrackMage got introduced because none of that uh like, because customers, they actually got those updates proactively. So we didn't have to ask. Uh, they already knew where the comic book was and when is it going to get there. Mm -hmm. And the last thing that uh, also happened is that uh, this uh, store, uh, they were not collecting any reviews before. Uh, and uh, once TrackMage got introduced, uh, so Metal Family collected 2,150 reviews from 10,000 orders, so every fifth hmm. customer actually left a review, which was unheard of because we never got any reviews before. Uh, and that also increased the sales on uh, on the back end because uh, when they have uh, a lot of social proof, 
uh, social proof uh, brings in more customers. Another thing was uh, that uh, the tracking page itself uh, has uh, a slider with products uh, and uh, around 7% of those customers that uh, check their uh, order status, they were placing orders uh, for new items. So they actually were purchasing before receiving their previous purchase. So mm. <laughs> that's uh, how we helped Metal Family actually revolutionize their entire post-purchase experience and get rid of all those pesky, uh, where is my comic book questions in their mailbox. So we mm. helped them focus on what they are really good at, uh, creating cartoons or drawing animation, uh, and not worry so much about uh, fulfilling the orders or sending uh, shipping updates to the customers. Mm. So that's how I help and contribute right now. Love it. Love it. So that's what I consider to be your niche. This very last section that I have for you is basically your secrets, right? And so the secrets that we're asking you to share is just imagine yourself speaking to your younger self. So you're talking to me, but you're going to be speaking to your younger self. So what one thing would you tell your younger self before TrackMage came into existence? What would you tell your younger self to accelerate that person, that Irina, from where she is at that moment in time to where you are today? Absolutely. I would tell uh, the previous version of myself uh, to find the customers that uh, you love. Because that's the cornerstone of every business. If you don't love your customers to bits, they will drive you crazy. Uh, like, <laughs> like, that's the truth. And I've worked with uh, some not really good people before. And uh, like, it wasn't their fault. It's just they were not the right people for me. And until I realized what kind of customers I love working with, it was a struggle to even be motivated uh, to continue working on the product or continue working on, in the business. So once I found that like, okay, I love uh, creators, I love uh, helping those creative people take over the world. And uh, if I can just contribute to their success somehow, that's how I want to continue working uh, in this business. I love that. Um, what level of intensity do you think you need to have in order to pursue your niche? Yeah, this question is actually really fun to answer because like the absolute maximum level of intensity, like whichever, like whichever level of intensity is the maximum because you need to dedicate your all uh, to really make it. Uh, if you are looking for something like a lifestyle uh, or side hustle business, it's one thing. If you are actually uh, in it with your heart and soul and uh, you want to really make a dent uh, in some like in some industry, then you need to be very dedicated. Mm. So I guess uh, it just depends uh, on how how much you are involved in it. And if you are there just to earn some extra couple of bucks or if you are there for, for life and you mm. want to make it your legacy and contribution. Wow. So last question that I have for you. How do you know when it's time to stay focused on your goal versus changing course? Well, here's, here's the interesting truth. So when it starts getting tough, it's not an indication that you should be changing the course. 
because mm. it's always tough. Uh, especially, mm. for example, when you are creating some kind of uh, app uh, or software. Uh, and in software, like I'm always comparing it to this interesting meme uh, about how do you draw an all. Like, okay, here are two circles, then draw the rest of the all. So it's mm. never simple, it's never easy, it's none of that. It's just like perseverance, trying, trying, trying again. So if if it starts getting tough, it's not an indication that you should give up. But what is? I think, uh, at least like based on my personal experience, I think you should be changing course if that's no longer your passion. That's no longer something that gives you some kind of joy in your life. Because whenever it starts sucking the life out of you, whenever it gets really like pointless, you don't even understand why you are doing it anymore. And you've lost that. So that's the point where you need to change direction. Because whenever your business starts killing you, literally, that's the point where you understand, like, this is not the right business for you. Maybe it's the right business for somebody else, but not for you. So that's uh, my take on this. Mm. Love it. I appreciate your insight. Now, I'm sure the audience also would be interested in knowing how they can get in contact with you. If so, how would they do that? I believe that the best way to contact me would be to go to trackmage.com. Uh, that's uh, the website where you can find uh, the solution and uh, me, me somewhere. <laughs> and then uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, this is my platform of preference because like, I don't like Facebook or other uh, platforms, but LinkedIn is the place for me. So Irina Padubnaya, and I hope that uh, in the description to the podcast, you will see how to spell that because that's a very challenging we'll thing. Have yeah. <laughs> we'll have that. And we'll also have the link to track page as well. It's to our niche product community. For those who are interested in getting in contact with us, you can reach us on dreamoctane.org. And we believe that that will just be the beginning of the fulfillment of our mantra in your life, which is if innovative change is an engine, we believe that your unique dream and ability could be its fuel. We want to thank Irina for not only bringing herself to this moment, but also bringing great insight to our audience as well. So tune in next time where we will have another guest, another expert that can help you on your journey towards success. Thanks again.